Welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution Podcast, where women are magical and empowered. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Monday, psychologist turned transformational feminine business coach. This podcast is for you if you want to prioritize your own pleasure, face your fears, and manifest your desires. This podcast is sponsored by the Fearless Feminine Academy, where I teach women how to turn their trauma into their superpowers. My goal is to show women that we can heal our world by creating time and financial freedom by doing whatever the fuck we want. Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. I'm so honored that you're here. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Fearless Feminine Podcast. I have an amazing, multi-talented, probably multi-dimensional healer, Michelle Drury. I'll let you do your brag intro. Like, tell us all about yourself. Well, I uh, have three endeavors and one happens to be actualized, which is Michi's Munchies. I have a gluten-free baking company as well. I have Wholesale Lifestyle, which is a holistic lifestyle strategy and personal empowerment space. And then I have some like kind of other business endeavors that are just in the works like books and um, another space that I call birthing consciousness. So that's like a small little group that I have right now. Um, but yeah, those are my three big endeavors right now. I um, I started Michi's Munchies, a gluten-free business for my for my own sake, having gone gluten-free. It really opened a lot of doors and clarity for myself, which turned into whole soul lifestyle, the holistic lifestyle that I've created and I'd like to, and I support other women doing. And then um, birthing consciousness has just been an evolution of that growth and process. So there's me. I love that so much because, you know, I think people, I know myself, I have commitment issues. And so I've had several iterations of my business and I think there's room for all of them because it's like the evolution of who you are and your brand. And, you know, it ties it all together as like a personal brand. I feel like gluten-free, you know, like it was kind of trending and like, you know, lots of people know about it now, but like, do you want to say some about like how important that is to physical health? Cause I feel like that could be definitely a good message. Yeah, so gluten-free. The premise essentially that I'd like to gain more understanding for others is that we really don't know how it's affecting us until we eliminate it. So I really want to encourage people to just take that three weeks, see if you notice a difference. For some, it will be mild. For some, it will be significant. And for some, it won't be noticeable. And that's totally okay. But do you, you know, do you make that choice and commitment to yourself to really find out? Is this a trend or is it an actual thing? So, um, yeah, gluten-free changed my life. I was really sick. Um, and I, and it was like, I was in avoidance of who and, um, of who I was, but also what was going on around me. And so I wasn't noticing the signs. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had years of progressive, uh, symptoms and diagnoses and all of these things. And then finally at one point it was like that big siren and I got vertigo and, um, I got another kind of mild diagnosis, but then all of these diagnoses that I've ever gotten were this same premise, which is no reason, no cure. Like we have a prescription, you'll just take it for the rest of your life. And I was never satisfied with that. So um, all the other ones prior to this um, diagnosis, I was like, 
all figured out and I did some way somehow and that was before I really knew what I was doing right isn't that funny how we have this like keen sense of doing something but we can't really describe it or define it or serve others with it until later so that's kind of how the other two businesses evolved but with the gluten-free, I, I had gotten vertigo and vertigo is just so succumbing and you cannot do anything with your life except for focus on resolving the problem because you can't actually see, you can't operate, you can't really process, you can't do a lot of things when you have vertigo. And so um, I went on a healing journey for that. And what was incredible was someone was like, go gluten-free. And when I found the impact of going gluten-free, um, I had to know why. And I think that that's like the insatiable uh, curiosity that I personally have, which is to find out what's really going on, find out about myself. And I don't ascribe that everybody operates the same way that I do, which is a super significant thing to know. But to recognize that I had to go in and figure out what was the underlying causes and the underlying connections and the underlying circumstance for me personally to um, change the reality I was experiencing. And for me, that was gluten-free. And honestly, I want to serve the people that may have circumstances like me where they have symptoms or circumstances that really aren't serving them and really be able to say, okay, well, we do have solutions for that. And we do have a way to orient yourself in the circumstance and the life that you live to create a different reality or something more. I love that so much because I've seen that manifest so much in my psychology practice. So way back when I actually did my master's thesis on chronic immune system activation. And I actually think that that's the underpinning of depression for a lot of people is that the inflammation is causing the immune system to kind of go haywire along with just like our regular stressors. And so because of that chronic inflammation in the system, you know, it creates a lot of like autoimmune issues. I think people who've had trauma, you know, they already are like not feeling safe. Maybe they're like, you know, not taking good care of themselves. And so a lot of times it happens just like what you said. They say like, okay, just take this medicine for the rest of your life. And I've seen clients who are on like dozens of medications, not just mental health, but like physical health (laughs) medications. And they never get to the actual like irritant, which in my mind, it's usually inflammation. I know for me in my healing journey, Um, I found a really great like holistic nurse practitioner and I had had my thyroid checked several times and usually people who are very intuitive a lot of times can have thyroid issues sometimes that's associated with like gluten-free sorts of things as well Um, and it took like several doctors for her to actually like run the blood work and so like for my clients I'll say like hey like I really feel like you should get your thyroid checked because it can also kind of masquerade as depression. And they're like, oh no, I got it checked. And I'm like, yeah, but like (laughs) they don't run the right tests, you know? So like preach to the integrative and holistic docs out there because I think it's so needed. And so much of our people are like depressed and sick. And I think it is so much about like the food system. So I just love that you're bringing the gluten-free goodies light. You know, you touched on so many things. Yes. I mean, we could talk about the gluten-free and the deliciousness and why in the space of Michi's Munchies, but you touched on so many really important key things, which are the, um, you know, you found a holistic nurse. Well, what I found is I've used a lot of alternative medicines, but the one that I found that was really, really significantly um, impactful and like life-changing for me was functional medicine, because Mm -hmm. what they do is they do the Western approach or the Western diagnosis and I don't say that lightly. Um, I do say that lightly, I mean. And then they also do the Eastern approach. And they look at the whole body. So, like, 
when you were saying that, you know, the, the Western medicine doctors, they do take the test, but they're also putting you in a range of, um, you know, uh, a range of like, what's okay. And, uh, and for me as a light body person, um, I was always at like the lower end and I was like, something is not right. Or I was like in the, just over the medium end. And I was like, that doesn't really sound right for me either. Like, I think I should be in like maybe the quarter range <laughs> and like, Anyway, so my, um, I've learned to like look at tests, read tests, understand my body in realms of taking tests in the Western field. And so, um, yeah, it does have to do with what you eat. It has to do with your symptoms. It has to do with how you're evaluating your test results. It has to do with what doctor's looking at you. It has to do, you know, whether um, you're doing an energetic kind of um, approach. Or are you going to do the physical body response symptoms? Or are you going to do... Um, kind of like the mental emotional and I love talking to you because I feel like you're like yeah I got all this that's why you got the DR in front of your name <laughs> well I'll tell you you know when I was in grad school like I got my Reiki training and that was like a big shift for me it was just like getting into that energy medicine and it worked so much better for me than say like traditional therapy even though I'm a therapist you know still like I just feel like you can't be energy medicine because just like in the addiction you know, feel, they say like, it's a spiritual problem. And so I love what you said. I think you're a Scorpio, right? Is that right? I am. Yeah. Cause the Scorpio is like about the detective. They want to get down to like the very deepest, like root cause of it. And so I was hearing that in your description and it's great because they are like the diagnostician, the detective. And, you know, like, I really feel like so much of it is something that like alternative medicine, energy work, healing can really address, you know, everything. So tell me about like your journey with that. Like give me a little bit about the before and after as you started to like go down that road. Which road is that specifically? Like the healing road. Yeah. Like the healing road. Okay. Yeah. So gluten-free, um, actually the advice came from my acupuncturist. Um, and he was like, you know, just try it. So I did. So I went gluten-free and then I went into this whole, once I realized that that had an impact on me, I went to an elimination diet. I went to various cleanses. I did all the um, parasite and um, bacterial cleanses. Um, I really, really, punny kind of approach, but I gutted my system. And then all throughout that time, I was self-educating. So I went through all the doctors. I went through like all the books. I was diving deep, 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 as you said, like a detective to fit, to really understand the system behind this circumstance. And, um, when I did that and I got so kind of like, um, I want to say pure, cause that's, you know, purity is an essence of like complete refinement. But, um, I want to say that I got very, very, very clean. And as I got clean, I started to become a lot I had a lot more clarity around my self-awareness. And as that developed, I went into meditation. And um, I always knew like that I had something happening in the background, right? Like I could tell time just by thinking about it. Or I could, you know, the the most common is like, you know, before the phone rang or before the door knocked, like, you know who it is, right? And, or you just think of them and then they're there, right? And so I always had that kind of happening in the background. And at one point, I remember early before I got sick, there was a point where I was actually really scared of it because it started to happen so much that I was like, some, like I felt like I was wrong. I was different. Nobody's going to know me. Nobody's going to understand me. Nobody's going to hear me out. I'm going to just be like expelled from the group. So, you know, there's that whole um, healing journey in that front. But as I got 
more comfortable in the meditation space, that really started to fill a hole inside of me that I had so much fear in. And as I did that, I started to recognize, wow, like I really have really great navigating skills in this space. And then after that, I was like, I could probably like, I got some training too, but I, um, I was like, I could really probably help people with this. And so I started practicing and doing things for others and they were always blown away. And I had like instantaneous results sometimes. And sometimes it was, you know, over three days and I loved giving kind of like the support in that journey. And so all of these things just came very naturally. Um, yeah, so that's kind of been my experience with that. And now I'm developing programs around meditation and opening to oneself and experiencing expansion and just kind of like putting the experiences behind the words that come through with those mogul um, healers and enlightenment people like Eckhart Tolle or, um, you know, Chopra or, you know, anybody like that. They have these big words and, and, I feel like people aspire to do that and yet they just feel so either empty or hopeless to really having it. And there really doesn't have to be that separation. Yeah. I love that so much because I think a lot of times people are having like a spiritual awakening or a spiritual breakthrough and they think they're like having a breakdown, you know, and it's like, yeah, you might have to step out of your life. Like maybe you can't eat gluten. Maybe you can't be around that person. Maybe you can't work that shitty job you know, and you have to be willing to just like shed what no longer serves. And I definitely feel like we're in a period where that's happening for all of us. Like our normal is being rewritten, obviously. And I feel like if you want to go to a healer, like go to a water sign, like you're a Scorpio, I'm a Cancer. Like we are just like the intuitive healers of the Zodiac. And so like, I know for me and my psychology practice, like, yeah, people would get better that like hadn't gotten better, even if they've had three or four therapists. And I really attribute it to like my healing abilities and my intuition and being able to really, like you said, like just kind of dive down deep and figure out like, what are the core of the issues? So like what came up for you as you decided to like turn this into a business? You already had the like kind of brick and mortar, like gluten-free bakery business. What was it like to take it online to get into you know, the more spiritual biz. What, what I would that? say, yeah, I would say exposure is probably the biggest hurdle, like really finding your, well, ex, your voice and um, exposure. So those are the two biggest hurdles that I have. I would say that even in some instances, I still have that challenge, you know, and I, I don't know if it's something that ends. And I think that um, underlying that is like, you know, but do you trust the product? Like, do you trust yourself? Not even the process. Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to have this experience and acceptance of yourself and deliver or be unto yourself in the world at large or in the world that you create? And so that would be so far what I would have to say about what is a what has been in my way and what I have been able and desiring to just continue to walk through. I think it's such an edgy thing like visibility and exposure, especially in the online space for women, because I think it's like it brings up safety issues. It brings up like are people gonna judge me if you're, you know, like uh in the land of woo, you know, like are people gonna get it? Um and so I think it like brings up so many like self judgments and then if you're carrying those fears 
chances are like someone's going to show up and mirror that to you and you're going to get like some criticism or you're going to just like play small so you don't get that. And so I do feel like it's a big thing to like step out there. And I see, I just want to like normalize that for women. Cause I think especially in the coaching industry, you see all these women who are like claiming like immediate success and you know, like the 10 K month and then the hundred K launch or like whatever. Uh, and I feel like it's, uh, it can be that easy at a certain point, but like, there's a lot that goes into building an audience and getting visible and like being authentically yourself as a personal brand. Right. You know, that marketing of these are the steps and then that inner journey of like, what am I doing and who am I and how do I do that? You know? <laughs> Yeah, and I love what you said about trust. You know, I was like reflecting on this myself because like I'm in the middle of a launch and I was like feeling like, okay, I've got to write this post and I'm going to like do this one live. And I was listening um, to a coach talk about like trust and she was like, if you felt like it was already done, like what would you do? So I went to like a Zumba class and like got in the hot tub and I just like did a bunch of stuff that like felt kind of frivolous, but like it's that pleasure based business, which I'm so into because I have had the opposite. I've had the hustle and grind business and I know where that leads, which is to like health problems. <laughs> I don't recommend it, you know, but instead like the key to like manifestation, right. Is like positive emotions, trust, and just like focusing on what you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, the want piece, you know, it's such a wide scape. I think I wrote something about this the other day, just about like, um, this idea of being able to perceive actually what you want, you know, it's such a big scape, and we have so many people feeding us what they think that we want because that's the marketing approach right now. Right. So of course you're like, well, maybe that's it. Well, that's it. Well, I don't really know now. And so, um, but really it is that you can have whatever you want and to find it from your divine source within, because maybe, you know, it's not that hundred K month and maybe it's not that, um, you know, walking on the river, like by yourself. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But the point is that you find it for yourself and start to create the steps towards that. Yeah. And I like to even just do like a little like channeled automatic writing or like maybe I'll pull a card or maybe I'll like get my little pendulum out. Like I was trying to figure out the date for the workshop and I like waited until I got like a yes. And so I think there's lots of like healer methods that can like kind of like muscle testing, you know, where your body like directly can talk to you and tell you what it wants. Like the universe can do that too when you are able to like tap into that intuitive wisdom. And I think that's how, especially a lot of the spiritual coaches are able to get some of these amazing results is they're like connected and they're like manifesting this stuff through magic. And that's why it's so easy is because they're like literally, literally like plugged into the source, you know, but I think that's hard to do when you're first starting out because you know, we're all looking for that validation. And I think social media can be such like a little trap around like, did they like this? Like, did I get a response? Did I get a sale? You know, it can bring up so much like worthiness stuff. Oh, the worthiness piece, another huge factor, just like hurdle of like a personal and self-awareness and just like seeing truly what has impacted or um, created senses or ideations of unworthiness I mean that's just a whole a whole witnessing in process as well <laughs> yeah totally so I know you're like really into like the deep universal happenings so like you know I always talk about how 
we're like right at this sort of like apex of the divine feminine revolution. And so I feel like the feminine energy is coming to heal. And really what it is, is like a balancing out of masculine and feminine in all of us. Mm. Um, like, obviously like it's kind of crazy right now. So like, what do you think is happening? Like, what's your vision for like how to heal the world? Wow. That's a big question. Um, well, I definitely think and agree that it's a balance of the masculine feminine, but it's also a recognition of the inner child. And in my own kind of, I'll give you a little tease here, but, um, in my own, um, experience and process of evolution, I found that we do have an inner child, but that inner child yearns for your attention and your love and your appreciation and all those beautiful things. And that inner child once fed with the things that nourish, um, oneself tend to mature and they get older and bigger and they actually become one with self. And then from there in that unified space of the masculine, feminine and the inner child all embodied, you begin to, this is like your birthing consciousness. You begin to birth your creation. You get to birth your ideations, the real life that you would love to experience. And not just for yourself, you begin to recognize like how you're impacting others and with this you also understand the bigger scope of the world so i would say like the big picture that we're all really facing is the world is one one body it's one geese it's and we're all here and when we start to recognize our impact and our influence on this one body this one organism we will be able to um, discern and become in more alignment of the fuller picture. And that fuller picture is ultimately our sustainability and survivability is not going to be a survival state. Like we have a dialogue around now survivability will be more about, well, how do we coexist? How do we love one another? How do we, um, act and interact and behave and, um, have not a central belief system, but have systems of structure and belief that um, create wholeness, oneness, and love and acceptance. And so I think that that's like the bigger picture for the world. I love that so much because I feel like, you know, separation is really like the disease of this planet. You know, like so many people are feeling lonely, they're feeling suicidal, they're feeling like empty, you know, for a variety of reasons. But I think it's because like, we've been controlled to like, you know, get like sort of um you know live on the extremes of um rather than like integrate in the whole and so I love what you said about like we're all one I feel like that's so important and that everybody gets to be included and and at the same time like everyone can be different like we can express ourselves we can believe what we want to be like we can have like our own identities but we all have this like bigger picture kind of like what you would see in a collectivist society of like the whole, you know, and I feel like it's a really important time, you know, for Gaia, like, you know, the portals are opening, like the magnetics are happening. And so I feel like, you know, we need to treat her and ourselves, you know, with that kind of like reverence, acceptance, protection, you know, so that, like you said, whether it's a sustainable future. Yes. I love that piece as well. And I know you've got kids. So like, do you have a bunch of little healers running around? Actually, I have, well, I have three um, boys that are all totally different and one significantly impacted. The other one that's quite centered and is like very curious, um, 
but just still himself. And then another one that's just so, um, he's still young, so less impacted, I would say, but so vibrant with life. And so just navigating like each of the levels and um, points of reference that they're experiencing at is really interesting. I have three boys, so I know that I have been given this mission with, um, <laughs> with quite a responsibility, but also like, um, I also talk about like, you know, your responsibility. I was given this as though it was uh, something that you know, the earth or guy or the bigger picture believed it was something that I could do. And so I take that, you know, wholeheartedly and lovingly and appreciatively because yes, I'm on that. I get that. I get that mission. Yeah. And I feel like there's so much for us to learn from our kids. This is like a big thing that I harp on because I see a lot of clients where, um, they have like authoritarian parents and like the kids are more evolved than the parents are, <laughs> you know? And I think that's mm -hmm. just like a little bit of like the paradigm shifting or whatever. But uh, you know, a lot of times these kids are coming in with like, in my mind, like super human powers and they have so many gifts, but it also like, you know, they may not know how to use the gifts. And so they can be like, you know, strong willed or whatever. So like, how do you bring that kind of conscious parenting forward in your life so like I said my three are very different but it's just so interesting for you know I feed him what they uh, for my youngest I would say I feed him what he desires to have which is a lot of connection and a lot of love and he he exudes that so it's a very reciprocal cycle right and then with my middle one he's so curious and he's so willing to be open to the realms that don't exist that I really foster that with him because that's my jive too and my oldest one he really struggles with the current paradigm he's coming into that conscious awareness of like all of the things that are um, compounding and confronting and it in his mind that's so aware and so um able to like see the big picture he just struggles with that and so uh, to just be there with him have those conversations with him you know let him know how important he is to the bigger picture and um, and that's really what I do I don't really leave out conversations that some parents typically do I think is the answer yeah that's a great answer and I feel like that's huge because um there's so much like mystification, you know, like where we don't really like know what's going on exactly. And like, it's right in front of our face, but like, we're never talked to about it. And so it, we just kind of like stay in the dark with it. And so, you know, I remember I've got a very strong willed daughter and she's an amazing healer. And, you know, it's like, she keeps me on my toes, you know, and it's sort of like, I feel like with these kids, like whatever you dish out at them, they're going to dish it right back out at you. So you got to like <laughs> check mm -hmm. yourself and make sure you're like in a good vibe. Otherwise, you know, like they're just going to like feed off that energy. And so I think it's just, um, you know, for me, it's like really important because I feel like a lot of the school systems will say like, oh, ADHD, or they'll say this, that, and the other, you know, and really like in my mind, like these things are gifts. Like, so your oldest son, he's like waking up to like what's really happening. And that's like a gift. You know, we need people with their eyes open that are like willing to do something about it, even if it's painful, you know, versus just like sticking your head in the sand. So I just really feel like it's important to like reframe that um, because I feel like there are so many kids that are just like hurting because they are so like emotionally attuned to like the earth and to people and they just don't know how to use their gifts yet you know mm -hmm. so I love when I have like enlightened parents you know and it, I always feel like a little crazy being like okay like don't tell the kids at school this but here's what's really going on you know <laughs> 
That's fine. Well, now we don't have school, so we don't really have that problem. And honestly, I give a lot. I also give a lot of room for my kids to create their own interpretation. Like I know that I have my own experience, but I also know, like you were saying, that they may they may be more evolved than I am. So I don't give any certainty to anything other than the fact that there's a door wide open. Um, and so I, I am so curious about who they are and who they want to be and what's deep inside of them that I'm constantly encouraging that. But again, that can be a scary place too, right? So when you're met on fronts of like a scary outer world and kind of trepidation for the inner world, you're just in a real interesting place. So I do a lot of holding. I do a lot of cuddling. I do a lot of um, touch, a lot of like a lot of touch and then a lot of um not necessarily like personal affirmation, which I'm actually encouraging myself to do a lot more because I know it's really good for them. Um, but making sure they know with absolution how much I love them. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love that so much. And like, gosh, there's no better thing than like cuddling your mom, you know, like, <laughs> like even though I'm with 40, I still want to go cuddle my mom. And, you know, it's just like, it's such a powerful connection that just like never goes away. And I feel like that's definitely how we need to feel about like Mother Earth. So I want everybody to like, you know, find you and work with you. So like, what are your favorite kinds of journeys to go on? Like, how do you like to work with people? Where can we find you? Like, give us all the details. Yeah. So at Michi's Munchies, I'm on IG and Facebook. So that's Michi's, M-I-C-H-I-S-M-U-N-C-H-I-E-S-G-F for gluten-free. Um, and I also have a website that doesn't have the G-F. So that's michismunchies.com. And there you can find me serving you with you know, um, products that are great to buy so that you don't have to purchase products at the store and just not really have them be tasty or um, appealing. So there's that. I also sell products on my website for Michi's Munchies, baked goods primarily. I also do private events and personal orders. Um, all that information is on my website at michismunchies.com. Uh, wholesale Lifestyle, I have a space also on IG and Facebook. You can find me there, but really for anything in Wholesale Lifestyle, uh, personal contact would be best. And we talk about holistic lifestyle strategies, what might be happening physically, emotionally, mentally, and we just really dive deep into that space. And that's all one-on-one -on -one work. And then uh, birthing consciousness is just a space that I'm creating and evolving with right now. So if you want to join that, it's birthing consciousness that's on IG and Facebook as well. And um, right now it's just a bit of nurturing and bringing in the, bringing in the space and calling in the people. I love the concept of birthing consciousness. Like that just feels like so profound to me. And I feel like we really need the guides, you know, and definitely like in the healing experiences that I've had, like working with indigenous healers and mentors, like they all say like we have our own healing abilities and they're just it's like guides and teachers and so like in times like this when it's very intense like you need people to like make sense of what's happening and so I think it's just such an important time for like the light leaders to stand up like embody the fearless feminine and just like go for it because like people need answers you know and mm -hmm. it's like such a great time to like show up um so I just love that mission so much and thanks Thank you so much. I feel like you had like some really, you know, amazing insights to share. And I hope that everyone will get some good health tips, you know, get some good parenting tips, get some good business tips while you're at it. And we'll see everybody next time. Thanks so much for being here, Michelle. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And Fearless Feminine has just resonated so deeply. Oh. And I would, I honor that space and I honor that in each person. It requires fearlessness and you are worthy. Aww.
Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And yeah, join the Fearless Feminine Facebook group because it is just like such a dynamic space for women and like vulnerability, authenticity, um, just like a bunch of like kick-ass women, like going for their desires and, you know, creating wealth, which I feel like is such an important piece. Like the more power and wealth women can have, the more time we can spend with our families and the more we can really like affect the society, you know? So it's such a good yeah, that big picture we were talking about. I mean, we, we feel that like that picture is so big and so distant, but it's right here right now with you in you and you're ready. Yeah. And I feel like the revolution will not be televised. I mean, I think there's people like you and me behind the scenes. We're getting more into the spotlight, but you know, we've always been behind the scenes, like doing this work, you know? And so just because you don't turn on the TV and see it on CNN or whatever, doesn't mean that like, you know, the world isn't like an amazing place and that we're not all like ascending because we are. <laughs> yes, there's so much happening behind the scenes and like encouraging people to just venture, just to venture a little bit out. You are safe and you are loved there and that is possible. That is so beautiful. I can set it better myself. So bye everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group, where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.